Hey, how you doing, Mr. Sutton? I'm great, man. I was vibing. I was like, yo, I even want the song to stop playing. <laughs> I was kicking. I was like, okay. I, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, we got we got a show to do. Uh, but how you doing, though, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. We uh, we got some tef- technical difficulties going on. We waiting for uh, Mr. Pav to get in. Hopefully, he can join us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this is people. I mean, I, I think people understand, like, what electronic stuff happens, so. A lot of people are kind of like really cognizant of that, you know, stuff going to happen. But we moving, though. We moving, man. So tell the people where they can find you, man. You know, you can find me at 443 Radio on Twitter, 443 Radio on Facebook, mm-hmm. 443 Radio on Instagram. And that that's it right now. Um, Maybe I'll be on some more. And nah, I think that's enough because <laughs> I don't really like Facebook. I only have it because of family. I don't yep. like, like Instagram for me is just like comics and those type of things for me. Okay. I just use Twitter. I'm, I'm really on Twitter for everything. Okay. Bet, bet. So to find me, you can find me at Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast on Facebook. You can find me on Real DSTM Instagram. You could also find me at Real DSTM1 on Twitter. Thanks to my boy, uh, Mr. Ran, who's, you know, keeping me abreast with the twitter world so i, I just want to uh, appreciate him um as well i don't know if, if we have uh pav on pav i saw that he hopped in pav are you there yes sir yes sir now we're nice. gonna find you sir i'm uh, solely on twitter pavolution 21 and i'm definitely running with the delete after send podcast uh that's been running mm. pretty well relationship podcast so definitely those two options okay. right there for sure Nice, nice, nice. So, how have everyone week been? I know we tried a podcast last week; it was crazy, but now we got it. How's everybody doing? Though? I'm, I'm. You know what? I made it to Friday. Thank we- God, I'm alive. Uh, everybody, my family alive. Uh, week has been pretty good. Can't complain. How about you? Uh, Cleveland Pat? Browns won their first game in over ah, six hundred and something days, fellas. Out, man, I celebrated like no other, man. I, I know I'm a brand new fan, but I feel brand new. Now, let me ask you a question. Did it feel as good as when, like, the Cowboys would win games you know, I'm, for I you? think I'm a fanatic by heart, you know, so when I, I think I'm a passionate fan. So I'm invested in this team, I think, and um, it felt good, man. I felt the hurt. I felt the sadness, you know. I, I, I started to feel that we were about to lose every game, <laughs> you know, like, you uh, you see, you're saying we now. Yes, yes. Because it, it's teams. some teams find a way to lose. And the last last week, when a kicker misses two field goals and two extra points, I started to send, you know, messages to his Twitter. You know, I, I felt obligated to, 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 to be a fan and to, to send some mean words to his Twitter just to let him know. That. Why would you do that? You're supposed no, to build him up. No. You have one job as a, quitter, as a kicker, brother. One job. And that man was a failure, you know. But nevertheless, last week was—I mean, you get last night was amazing, fellas. Did you guys catch the game? Yes, I did. Nah, I was stuck in the in the control center at work. It was it was a really good game. Um, I think that um, the Browns did a job, did a great job of not succumbing to the Jets' uh, pass rush. I think that they remained calm and they did what they needed to do. Um, I think that. Uh, after the second quarter, it looks like the Jets are just defeated. I, I I think that the coming into the third quarter, the Jets like, oh, this game's over, we won. But you know, shouts out to Baker Mayfield and 
you know, everybody out there in Cleveland, man. And also, shout out to my homegirl, Kim. She's a diehard Browns fan. She's from Ohio. She had the jacket back in 95. So she lived that life, though. Shout out to all the Browns fans. Yeah, I remember a couple. So, uh, I'm not going to go ahead. weren't Baker fans. We didn't think Baker was. I'm still not. <laughs> I'm still not a fan. Still not a fan. Still not a fan. So no, after. Nah. Nah, it's the Jets. Come on. Then let's be honest. If the Packers, he, he, he played the position yeah, better than Tyrod Taylor, who was a, who was a pro bowler last year. That that. Well, he played the position because he's hungry right now. There's not a lot of tape on him. But you give it about, you know, a few more games and we're going to see. You know, and yeah. the thing about rookie quarterbacks is it's not a lot of game film on them. College is different. You know, you're working into a whole other offensive scheme. So, Yes, you know, even 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 with Cap, as being a 49ers fan, like when once they got tape on you, then they really gonna play you differently. And again, who was expecting that trick play? I, I know I wasn't. So, you know, we're gonna see though. Still not a fan, but congratulations, Mr. Pav, on your victory with the team. Appreciate it. So So uh week two, anybody got anything that stood out for them? Um, yeah, these damn kicking missing. You know, these these uh kickers. Listen, and I again, like Mr. Pav said, you listen, you got one job. All right. Now I understand you can't play offense nor defense, but you are put in this position because they believe that you can do this. So to see how many if you want to be technical, the Browns should be three and zero right now. Like Mr. Pav should be like celebrating, like, yo, we're going to the Super Bowl, but he can't even do that because you know you got kickers who are not doing their job, not only for the Browns, but just kickers in general. It's like wow, you know, especially, you know, uh for you, Mr. Randell, who who was a uh, diehard Green Bay Packers fan? Uh, I'm, I want to save my comments for last. <laughs> you know, okay. Who, I have who, some who's thoughts. A, who's, a, who's a Green Bay Packers fan? You guys tying and kickers missing. It feels like soccer more than American football. It, it, it feels like the other football more than American. Soccer's football. kick better than this. Right, right, right. But but what you guys think about all these uh, these these kickers missing? These ties. It feels a little foreign to me. I mean, the NFL's changing, man. I, the, the kickers are too important in the game right now. They they had me telling my son, listen, we, we got to practice kicking. I, I was starting to think there is a <laughs> void in professional kickers in the NFL. What, they are important. They're needed. You know, so and I, yes, they are. There's a good kicker is hard to find. You know, so between. Well, this, this is what the NFL wants. Yep, this is what they want. They want everyone to be eight and eight. They want everyone to be mediocre, so every fan base feels like they're in contention. Mm-hmm. So that by week ten, you haven't tuned out if you're a Browns fan traditionally or a Jets fan traditionally. So how do you do it? Legislate mediocrity in the game. All these hits on the quarterback that are technically touch- hits, but now they're not hits anymore. Gosh. You get these people getting backed up twenty yards now. You take good defense out the game. Think about it. Ever since they've taken good legislated traditional defense out the game, it's got a little watered down. You got these high-powered offenses, which, like, I'll go back to this. I love, I, I, can't, I like what they're doing for safety, but I'm not naive enough to admit, like, yo, the game is kind of ugly now. Like, one of my favorite games ever was when I think it was the Eagles, the year that, I think the Eagles got to the Super Bowl. They were hitting. I want to say, was it, was it the Bucks or somebody? That year in the playoffs, I just remember they were just killing them. And then the Patriots are doing the same thing to the Colts. They remember the Colts to complain like, oh, it's too rough. We got to change the rules. 
And Teddy Bruschi was like, you want to change the rules? You want to come up to Foxborough? And he was talking crazy after the game. I yeah. love defensive football like that. I don't care if the score is 10 to 3 or 10 to 6. And it's, all we're going to do is run the ball. I love that. But that doesn't make for good ratings. The NFL finally got what they want. We're going to have 40 to 35 and ties in 29 to 29. I got to disagree with you uh, because I think, Mr. I think that one thing they proved is offense sells tickets, sells the game. And without a decent quarterback, the game is is not as good. And it, Ryan's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I see now again. I'm gonna disagree with you with, with him. I love Ryan. I think. Go look I, at his career. He, he starts off fast, and he usually fizzles out. And, and he turns back in. A, he regresses I, to the I mean. Still think like, he's a good quarterback. Th- he's not. He, he, but he's not. He showed us he's not a good quarterback. He is doing his job as a backup quarterback. A, a, a backup quarterback is, is supposed to be looking like this. And I think that the NFL has become so mediocre that even a backup quarterback make it seem like they're exactly. great. He's doing his job. He's a Charlie Batch. When Charlie Batch got in, you know, if he's in for five games, you're expecting him to win three, maybe, you know, like like that's what he's supposed to win. Okay, he's doing a job with backup quarterback. You Anything know, longer than that is a is a wrap. Right, and he's been in the, and he's a he's a veteran, fourteen year veteran. No, he's not to start for no franchise for more than sixteen for more than five games. I'm five sorry, games. like I, I'm just not on a bandwagon. I mean, his swag after the game was dope, but that's it. So, that's coming it. from a guy who watched Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon. Uh, some of these horrible mm-hmm. backups that that shouldn't even be playing. As much as you guys want to say Baker isn't game plan for, which is a fact, he hasn't been game plan for. But watching these games, and I, I invest into the Sunday ticket so I could watch these games even more in depth than ever. Certain okay. quarterbacks see these tight windows better than others. Tyrod was so hesitant, borderline scared that he disrupted the flow of the offense. Once he was in, once Baker was injected to the game. Any blind, any man could see that the man could see the field better. The the product of the game mm-hmm. of the smartest quarterback is vital. And if you have a good quarterback, yeah. and, and Mr. Randell, you if without Aaron Rodgers, your team is nothing. I, I, I now let me, let me interject. You're right on the sense that the Q, the league wants to keep these QBs upright, but they also know that if you change these rules, guys that aren't as good and probably shouldn't be starting can do better. Mm-hmm. But here's the other part about it. Dang, I had my thought, and it was a good thought, and I just lost the path. Keep going, and I'll come back. Let, 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 me, let me just say this, right? Let me, I just want to say this. You're going to see more quarterbacks throwing for over 400 yards a game than ever before with these rules because you're going to okay. see guys. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My fault. Now I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Tyrod talked about something last year, and he said, when you're a black quarterback, you know the leash isn't oh, no. as long. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. And you know you're not getting too many second chances. And you let's stop and think about this. Ding. Tyrod knows I start making a mistake and I already got this dude behind me. The leash is short. Look what they did to this man in Buffalo. As as the words of Amani Jones, they took that man out for the Peter Man. The Peter Man. And after the Peter Man threw five picks. What did the Buffalo Bills say this year? The Peter Man's going to be our starter. Yep. You got rid of Tyrod Taylor for the Peter Man? I don't I, – I, Vince Young didn't get a second chance. Jason Campbell. 
didn't Jason get second chance. Campbell sucked. No, 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 no. Jason Campbell had six different offensive oh. coordinators in that time he was with oh, the Redskins. Getting circumstances, fellas. Now, now we're talking. You want to go through the list of black quarterbacks and see how many chances they got, Pav? Let's just say this. Let's just say this. Look at all the backward quarterbacks that are in the league who are white that shouldn't been in the league past three years, and they got 10-plus career in the league. Look at the black quarterbacks who came, who are always with the short leash and could win a game, but they yank it back. And so when you say, so just answer your point about Baker May, about Baker Mayfield, he came in, yeah, he's young. He's hungry. He's kind of naive. You know what he didn't get? He didn't get the NFL hit yet. Tyrod got the NFL hit last night and a few times. So you see the field a little differently when you get hit versus Eli Manning. You, exactly. So now here's the question again. I'm still not a believer in Baker Mayfield. Maybe I will down the road. But when he gets hit, we're going to see is if he's going to keep, like Charlemagne said, keep that same energy because it's different. And we all know playing, watching, when you get that NFL hit, you look different, you act different, and you even taste different I, because it's a whole different I ball. I think that game. what separates quarterbacks, and it's as simple as it's very simple, is how they see the field. Aaron Rodgers, who's – you know, guys, I'm coming from, you know, Dallas and uh, being a Cowboy fan. Aaron Rodgers, what separates him is he sees the field better than most and he could fit in windows probably better than most, by, by, by far better than I've ever seen. There was a play last night that stuck out. I don't know if you remember where there was a corner blitz that the Jets sent. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an inside corner. It wasn't a slot corner. It was a long corner blitz. Tyrod, as a veteran quarterback, should have seen it coming. He didn't. Maybe he's box box punch drunk. I don't know what's going on with him. But he's not seeing the field. There were tight windows that you got to fit in. I understand what you guys are saying about the short leash with black quarterbacks in general. But Lamar Jackson was ran on a jet sweep. Who? Lamar Jackson. I don't – Lamar – the thing is – Would Tom Brady ever run a jet sweep? Tom Brady doesn't run a 4-4. Would they ever put him in a predicament to run a jet sweep? I don't think you yeah. could compare Lamar – would they ever put him in a predicament to run a jet sweep? I can't believe, well, Tom I can't Brady's not comparing no Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. What I'm saying is the question is, would you put your quarterback that you drafted in the first round in harm's way the way they did to Lamar Jackson? Well, they did Baker uh, last night when they lined him, when they did like a little jet sweep, fake jet sweep, and he ran and he caught the touchdown because he could have got his sure block enough. off. You know what I mean? But they but they did it. But again, it's a different. The Browns are still learning how to treat quarterbacks. Right. They don't know. And, and 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 that's true. So listen, I get your point. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with Mr. Pav. But I think that again, you gotta look at the at the circumstances. Again, like when you're a black quarterback, you can't make a lot of mistakes. Because even when Tyrod was winning, Buffalo still got rid of him. So, you know, uh Peterman Peterman. <laughs> Peterman, he could throw eight interceptions and not win a game, but still got a job. But my point is the, the Cleveland Browns, I'm glad of what they're doing. I want to see how they progress. I'm really rooting for them. Really, I am. Like, I like I want to see all the uh, losers, the lovable losers win, you know, this time around. So I hope that they get it done. I hope that Tyrod Taylor comes back. I hope that he can be either he can start or be a good backup quarterback because the Browns never had a real backup quarterback. They always had that one guy, and that was it. So I really am rooting for them. They got a great defense. Um, They got some uh, good potential weapons. Um, Carlos Hyde. Uh, running the rock, um, you know, you got Landry out there. So, man, 
it, it, on paper, it looks so, good. So, so race aside, can you guys differentiate talent without let's let's just let's just drop the, the drop when we drop the race aside, the eye test shows okay. now now Rand, brother Rand didn't see the game yesterday, but there was intricate points in the game where I don't know if you remember, so there was a fly route Callaway ran where the man had about five yards on the DB. Tyrod underthrew him, and it was pretty. It was it was knocked down almost a pick. There's certain things that happen that you can't. It's we're not talking about being scared to make mistakes. You just got to make the play. Now Baker made yeah. some plays that could have been picked off, but you okay. got to be able to try to make the play. And if you're hesitant in the game, the game is fast. The defense was coming at these guys 100 miles an hour, but you got to try to fit them, but them balls in the windows. There was a catch Landry made. With a DB hand in his face, that ball was in one of the tightest windows you can make it. That had nothing to do with where these guys came from. I mean, it has nothing to do with race. It's talent. Dak Prescott. Okay. He's a black and white quarterback. He's okay. At this point, I'm maybe I might be delusional. I'll take Baker over Dak right now. Now you're going crazy. <laughs> now you're going now crazy. But we got to move on, fellas. Go we got to get to. Uh, uh, one thing that you're looking forward to for week three, uh, Sut, what are you looking forward to in week three? Um, I'm just looking for the game to really be more consistent. You know, like I'm looking for the refs to kind of get the kinks out with the flags, um, kickers, kicking, just the flow of the game. I think week two, week three, you start to see a consistent, like that's when like the good teams start to, you know, lead, mm-hmm. you know, off and you start to see who's elite and who's just the average team who just sucks. So, that's what I'm really looking for. Like week six is when I really get excited for football, but I'm just looking for the just the to really level out, like the you know, like the, uh, like the front the separation, end. separate the back end. Yes, there we go. Yeah, so that's that's now, what I'm. Pat, what are you looking forward to this week? Well, my week just started off on a great note, fellas. You know, I got this first this dub that I'm celebrating mm-hmm. still as we talk right now. But I, I, I want to see. Uh, I'm still paying attention to them Cowboys, seeing how how they're working things out. Um. See, I don't think you really gave up your, your cowboy fandom. I, I did. I did. I, I don't have the flag up in the house anymore. I have I've yet to put on any cowboy memorandum gear in any way. It's still time. You're that you're that ex that's still looking at the Instagram page. You haven't blocked her. <laughs> you might exactly. be right. But listen, man. <laughs> you you calling up the house like, so um, do you want me to come pick my stuff up or uh here we go, yep. I just leave it hey, there for a little while. Hey, hey, uh, did you see my socks that I left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. my mom said you. You know, if you still want to come over, you can always talk by stop talk to her, right, fellas. I've been married to that to them folks for thirty years of my life. It's a hard breakup. Hey, uh, you know that they got a song for that too, right? What's that? You might have heard it, uh, Deborah Cox and RL. We can't be friends. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> and I'll leave it. Yeah, at no, that. it's tough. It's tough. But no, besides the Cowboys, I'm curious about this. Uh, this Patrick Mahomes. Um, I like now, him. He, he's uh, a young man who's throwing that ball. Face he's throwing that ball very well. But I also feel that he's 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 blessed with some weapons, fellas. I, I don't and great coaching. Great yes. coaching as well. Yes, yes. I get, I give him that. But the speed that he has outside, oh, I yeah. don't know who else could mm-hmm. match it. You know. So I I think I'm I'm curious to see how long that can rock. And Fitzpatrick right now on Monday night against the Steelers, I, I, I think he's much watched TV. I know you guys think he's a flash in the pan, is he's going to fizzle out, but there's something about having confidence of letting that ball throw. For for me, and you know, this might offend the Green Bay fan of the house. Of the house is he reminds me he reminds <laughs> me of Brett Favre. 
I know. I agree. No, it doesn't affect me at all. And the thing is, Andy Reid was on that coaching staff when Brett okay. got there. Okay. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? He reminds me of Brett. Yeah. No. No. I, I definitely agree. Mahomes or right? Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Can you say no, Fitzpatrick? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, I think uh, Fitzpatrick. No, both of them in, in a sense. But I mean, Fitzpatrick let that ball go, and he's gonna make him. He's gonna make a mistake well, plenty of times. So wait, wait. You said Mahomes, Fitzpatrick reminds yes, you of far? Yes, sir. Oh no, no. I mean, they the same age. I mean, you should. You should. <laughs> now Mahomes reminds me of Favre, but I remember Brett, I, and I don't know. Maybe I because I, I be not. You were you talking about Brett from the end of his career when he was just doing God knows Brett whatever. Was letting that ball go all his career. Am I, am, not am that I bad. See, er, early in the career, he had the like. I always say this about Brett. He might have had the best coaching ever. You had John Gruden. Uh, what was the dude? Miriuchi. Yeah. Yep. You had Andy Reid all on that on that offensive staff. Like right. literally babysitting this dude. Like like Mike Holmgren's coaching tree, offensive coaching tree was ridiculous. And I remember watching this thing on FL Network and just talking about the care and the manage they put into making this guy great. Granted, he had the arm strength and some some good athleticism for back in the nineties, but his coaching was sick. Mm-hmm. But he led and that's one thing I just appreciate. He led the league. In picks, he didn't lead the league in picks till those dudes started leaving. Once they started leaving, he that's when he started leading the league in picks. And I remember the year; I think it was like a year or two after they drafted Aaron, he spent his offseason in Green Bay, and then the picks dropped dramatically. So what I started to realize, like, okay, a you don't respect the coaches on the staff, and until they bought somebody that you thought might take your job, you weren't putting the work in anymore. Like Brett started running Green Bay; he ran Ray Rhodes out of there. Yeah. But you, but you know what? I'll take Brett Favre's interception because he still was winning over Alex yeah. Smith playing not to lose mentality. Like even mm-hmm. if Brett Favre throw four picks, they still might win because he was he was just that dangerous. And just to jump back to Patrick Mahomes, he reminded me of Randall Cunningham. Here's why: because the the amount of talent he has, you haven't seen the best yet, and he's such oh, yeah. a threat. It's like. Yo, he is a three and one quarterback. He can run the option. He can run. He can. He can throw deep. He can. I mean, he can block. He can do everything. And that's something that I haven't seen in a while from a quarterback. You know, we have the fast quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterbacks that got the arm, but he's a total package. And he hasn't even been let out the cannon yet. So just imagine when Andy Reid's like, yo, I mean, be like, hey. Do your thing, baby. It's gonna be real. He reminds me of like the Madden, like so Madden and created player this year. You have three options for a quarterback. You have pocket passer, you have scrambler, and you have field general. And I feel like he's got all three. And when he puts that together, I think he's finally gonna be the dude that that changes. You know how they'll say like you can't win a Super Bowl with a running quarterback. And like so, there's things Wilson can pass in the pocket, but he needs to get out, but he can still run. And Cam can't quite do it all. I think he's finally that guy that, okay, I can put it all together. Like, right. I have a cannon yes. for an arm. I can run. I can see the field. I can manage the game. And I'm really excited to see what this dude does. He has he, a lot of weapons, brother. He, has- he, he does. And I'm not taking that anything away from, from those weapons. But he's got a great coaching staff. He's got weapons. And he can he can play the game. And this, for me, I'm gonna, I take it as this is why you let these dudes sit. Yes. This is why you let these guys sit. Yes. So, where do you guys value, or how do you guys gauge talent and coaching? Because I see you put you place a heavy burden on coaching. I personally, 
I personally don't. I think that talent sometimes outweighs coaching because there's sometimes I, talent. I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just I've seen too many guys fail, and you see it was because they didn't have proper coaching, didn't have good organizations. So, do you think Tom Brady would succeed without Belichick? Hold up. Now here's the thing. Have you read some of the book that just came out this week? Um, I think it was Ian Rapport or might have came out with the book. Basically, Ian people in Ian Con- people in the Patriots organization said, well, with our system and our organization, well, it's not time. You give us a top 15 quarterback, we'll still get Super Bowls. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know about Super Bowls. And every time I think about it, every time you saw a backup come in there, they got 10, 11 wins. Not to the Super Now, they the granted, there's things, there's, there's Brady makes these clutch, some, make some clutch throws, but for me, it's like, it kind of makes sense. I don't, yeah, to, to a certain extent, that's right. They're still going to win. But again, they 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 wouldn't even have two Super Bowls without Brady. I'm sorry. Like, oh, I think they'd have two. No, I don't agree. I don't nah. agree with that one. No, no. You close up. I think because Brady also said here's something he said, and this this kind of plays into what Pav said. This this is a this is a point for Pav. He said if you put Aaron Rodgers in our organization, give him the oh. coaching, the structure, organization, and the drafting, he goes he has more Super Bowls. Hands than down. Me. So I think it's the coaching, and I think it's talent. I think I lay six. I go 60 40. 60 40 yes. in what direction? Sixty percent coaching, forty percent talent. Ah, I don't. I, I, see, I don't. There was a reason that Eli didn't want to go to the charge. Remember, he said I, his dad said, "I'm not putting him in that organization. I'm not putting him with those Young. coaches." Look at Vince Young. Look. Oh my gosh, they should have never. If you put Vince <sighs> Young with Andy Reid, it'll be a different story. Really? It'll be different. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, that pass. USC versus um, Texas, greatest game college football history. What I that, that made Vince Young go in the top five because before that they were saying he got to be a wide receiver. Yep, they were they couldn't wait to make that man a wide receiver. All right, and what we we all all three of us seen that game. I'm assuming, right? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Now Vince made some clutch throws, but he also made some clutch plays with his feet, which is talent. Those were broken down plays that man made with his feet that pretty much won the game. I'm not taking anything wh- away from as 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 a quarterback, but. I don't think he's. I, don't, I never thought he was a great quarterback. Great. I had a personnel though. Like you. And look where he went to. He went to Tennessee. Right, he, he went, with Jeff Fisher, horrible coach. Fisher, Jeez. horrible coach. Yeah. But again, all right, fellas. Uh, I think I think we spent some time on that. Let's move on to Jimmy Butler. Mm. Mm. Eh. My man Jimmy does not like being with the kids in Minnesota. He's not here for the foolery. He's here to win championships. And they got him around these 20-something-year-olds. And he told his man, Tom Thibodeau, get me out of here. Damn sure I'm going to do it with the Knicks. So I, I don't know what he's thinking about, what he's going to do with the Knicks or with the Nets. Bro. Well, the report is that apparently Kyrie and, and, and Durant, if, if so, you know, the, there's a thing about Durant possibly going to Lakers. And there's another story saying that Kyrie and Durant have already agreed to go to the Knicks next year. And that, I guess Jimmy thinks he'll be that third piece. I, I'm not a really big okay. Butler fan. I, these some of these guys are they got some big heads, man, who haven't won anything. And I, I'm trying to I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think has he won any MVPs? Any any stellar? Awards? He's been I think he's been an All NBA. He's been All Defense NBA player. Okay. Um, sure. He's been an All Star. I think what Jimmy is, Jimmy wasn't a, like a top AAU guy. He wasn't somebody that. You know, 
coming out of high school, I'm a top, you know, 100 player. He worked and busted behind for everything. He got drafted late first round. Mm-hmm. So the report was that he sees Towns and Wiggins not putting in the work, and he feels like I, I need to put play with guys that just want to be in the gym and just want to ball. Like that's all I'm here for. I'm that's not here to shoot selfies. I'm not here for Instagram. No, he's he said it at post game like this team doesn't work hard. That's true, but 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 as a veteran, you gotta you gotta show them how to work hard. You do you these new dudes them. ain't listening to veterans. But but. but you know, but again, he had the same issue when, uh, you know, when, you know, when, when Rondo got, remember when Rondo was in Chicago, he was like, yo, these dudes, is, these dudes soft, they, 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 this, they, that. So he was in that same boat too. No, but know? he wasn't one of the people that Rondo was talking about. It was him and Rondo talking about the rest of the team. Well, that's true. But again, like, when are you going to become the leader and say, yo, listen, let's get this stuff together and let's, and let, and let's play ball. But, but you can't. So let me ask you a question. What's that? Ask you a question. I'm Andrew Wiggins, and I just got 145 million dollars. Why the hell am I listening to Jimmy Butler? Because it's it's your approach. The team told me basically that this is me and Towns' team. You just gave me 145 million dollars, and y'all traded for this dude. But Why also, am I listening? but also, when you go to the media, you're separating more. Now, I'm like, I don't got to listen to you no more. Well, then be gone. Then peace. You supposed to handle that and turn like, yo, bro, yo, listen, we we need some meetings. We need to come together. What are we doing now? If he had done that. Excuse me, and but we again, don't know maybe, he didn't do that. Exactly, and so that's why I say I don't know if he didn't do that yet. But if he didn't do that, then then I can't listen to you. But if he did that and say, "Yo, listen, meet me here on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let's do this," and they like, "Yeah, okay," and they blew him off. Okay, cool. But I'm not going to see a list of people keep you know saying these players need to do this. They they need to do that. They soft. They soft. But you have not you know took the reins as a veteran and say, "Hey, let's do it together." Like like I can't listen to that. Now again, until reports show otherwise, then I'm gonna go with my hypothesis. Well, but- I- I'll say you the article, but it came out that the the article basically said he's not here for the, for their they have a lack of a uh, they don't have a hard work ethic, and then the team, even the president came out and said, you know, we gave Andrew this this contract, he has to earn this contract. He's not earning that by all the advanced metrics. He regressed last year, mm-hmm. and then it got to the point where, t- um. Butler would not pass to Carl Anthony Towns in clutch situations. So basically anything like two with two minutes left in the fourth quarter and the game is within six points, they, the advanced metrics are considered a clutch situation. He wouldn't pass to him. He didn't trust him. I don't, I mean, I, I, again, I, I don't think he has the pedigree or the, the, the history to demand such respect. I mean, he has no chips. I feel like there's more history of him being an issue in the locker room than anything. I mean, but if we're going to go by rings, who in this era of LeBron and Golden State, then nobody could demand anything from the team. Well, this but man turning down guys. $100 million, He's turning down $100 million contracts as if he's that type of player. I, listen, like like I said earlier, he goes to New York, he's going to have a rude awakening. He, he, it's mm-hmm. not it's not that easy to win. I think, I think if you really look into it, he realized that he has no chance of winning the West at all for the next two three years in the situation okay, so, in Minnesota. So he's just looking for a way out. So by when you well, you say he has no credit. Most improved 2015, all defense 2018, 2016. He made all NBA 2018, 2017. Okay. That, that's a you make all NBA. That's enough for me. Two years in a but, row. But I just think that again, as a veteran and someone who got these accolades, you know, he needs to find a way to connect to the team. Like that's that. Like, like 
I'm from the era of like, and we're from the era of like, yo, listen, don't talk about it, be about it. Yo, we need to sit down and talk about this. Cause and like, these, but these kids ain't. But again, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Again, having this issue in Chicago, they ain't working hard enough. That's what he said. Then you go to Minnesota, they ain't working hard enough. But then you want to go to New York where the media's going to kill you, the fans are going to kill you. Is he built for that? And oh, my yeah. Thing, okay, well, well, we're going to see. But again, now people keep talking about building teams just in the third. You got a young team right there, then you build around that. Now, do you really want to win or do you want to or do you want the accolades? You want everybody to look, oh, this is Jimmy Butler. This is like, what do you want? Because, again, as a veteran, and, just, and this is just my opinion, I never played in the NBA. You need to find a way to make those guys connect to each other. That's that. Because if you're all defensive player and if you will most improve, especially being most improved, why aren't you helping these guys improve? That's my question. Maybe they don't want to show up. I mean, how, how many times I've, I've never forget this story. Where Kobe invited the young guys to come practice. As soon as Kobe said, No, you gotta be at gym five AM, oh no, nah, no, nah, we we good. We all set. Yeah, but you can't these, but these you dudes can't say different that. nowadays, man. No, yeah, but that's true. But you also can't say, you know, uh these guys ain't doing this and they ain't doing that. But then go say, Yeah, this is where I wanna go. Now again, now that thing is broken now. That thing is cool. broken now. I'm all for well, chaos. I love chaos. Yeah, that's chaos. But again, this is gonna be what his third team and what uh, well, and and if you think he's gonna want to chill with the Knicks, sheesh. But remember what I said. The plan is, or allegedly, the plan. the plan is for Durant and Kyrie to join him. So that means he won't be a third leg then. He won't be a third wheel hey. then. Because his still, thing is defense. Yeah, but but he's not always. What he said is, I have no problem being the defensive glue. No. Oh. So now so he that's what you. So he take. What do you mean the easy way out? So How's like, that be taking the easy way out? Like, like I don't because in basketball you still got to be all around player. So what he's limiting himself. By, what he's saying is that, but but he can. But what he's saying, well, I'll just be the defensive guy and I will let y'all do the offensive work. No, you need to. That's be, not what he's saying. That's how I'm taking it because whenever somebody just say, "Oh, this is what I want to be good at," right? Or I'll just do this. No, whatever I need to do for my team. That's what you so, say, and you leave it at that. If you're that's playing with Kyrie. And Kevin Durant, probably. Let's, Pat. What do you think? Top five scores in the league? Hands down. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not going. Of course, he knows he's not the the second or first offensive option. But again, like you said, dudes ain't built the same. He'd rather play under them than play against them. How is that same plan? Wait, 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 wait. You well, you talking about playing against people? Rather play under than versus against Mr. LeBron James fan? Yeah, but but LeBron ain't blasting his team like yo. These dudes what? playing. Oh. Pav, what does oh. LeBron? What did LeBron do all last season? Be Mr. Wait, King Petty wait, on Instagram? But okay, but did he not do that, Pav? Sure okay, enough. yes, he did. But but where did he take his team? Though? And that was I, worse. At least, okay. no, at least, but, at least Jimmy Butler went to the media, and put his name on it. You got LeBron okay. putting Instagram jokes okay. and and shading but, people. <laughs> but here's my thing, and I'm going back to what Pav said. Where did he take his team? I'll wait. His uh, teams. You're right. Wait. He took his team and lost in the finals. That's what he did. The team he put together, he took them there and lost. But listen, my thing is, you got to be accountable for that. And now he's not even worried about this year. He's listen. This dude waiting for Durant, and I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just find it a little suspicious. I, I just don't like it. I just so, think oh, that there's a way. To oh, go. he's not worried about this year, Mister, Mister. Uh, what was it? Two thousand and seven or eight Olympics team. Hey, hey, Chris. Uh, hey, Dwayne. 
we're gonna go get together in Miami. Jordan fan love to talk junk about. D- didn't your man? Didn't your man just walk and quit in the game against the Pistons? Nah, come on, stop it, stop it, stop it. Pav, Pav, you are the <laughs> ultimate LeBron James. You are like Skip Bayless. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm also a Laker, please also a Laker fan, so I just oh, <laughs> so I'm going through a transition. No, no. I- Listen again, but my thing with Jimmy Butler, and then I'll get off it again. My thing is like you said, these guys are different. Like guys don't guys guys don't want to win no more. And then as soon as guys get a little resistance, again, I'm playing devil advocate here because I because I've seen a lot. You could talk about LeBron, whatever. As soon as guys get a little resistance from the team, like come on, guys, let's play on Saturday. Hell no, I gotta go to Club Envy. You crazy? Oh, nobody want to work hard anymore. Like, why should that be out in the paper? Like, nobody should know that. Because you need like, to put a fire on these dudes' butt. Yeah, but you shouldn't be in the paper. That should be at the team meeting. Like, yo, let's square up. What up? Okay, my if fault. You be- it should have been on Instagram. Nah. He'll put a meme up next time. I think, fellas, we, we, we're missing to realize, and it's a simple answer. This is the Golden State effect, fellas. Golden, yeah. Golden, State, Golden State got people turning down $100 million contracts to go try to figure something else out. You yeah. know, this is a different time. Folks really looking at themselves in the mirror, 25, 26, 27 years old, saying we got no shot. Because they don't want to get called Charles Barkley in the barbershop. <laughs> pretty, yep. pretty much. That's true. <laughs> and again, in Golden State, keep putting your feet on their neck. Good. <laughs> Good. Yes, I'm a LeBron fan, but I want to see Golden State keep putting their feet on these dudes next. I can't wait till Jimmy Butler goes to New York and Kyrie and gets a ring. No. Yeah, right. Please. <laughs> he going to get a ring before LeBron get another. Matter of fact. Please. I don't even think LeBron cares about basketball anymore. You got he a don't. show on HBO. You got uh-huh. Space Jam 2. You got Winning. your other show coming out with Jamel Hill. He's a quitter. His legacy is <laughs> He's a quitter. Oh. Yeah, oh. you're right. As a loser. As a loser. Never. He saw Never. Golden State and said, you know what, man? Let me just get these checks. I'm no. done with basketball. Everybody saw Golden State and say, yo, shit, if LeBron can't do it, then we can't do and it. And LeBron James, the ultimate competitor, said, I quit. You crazy. He <laughs> Go to talk- L.A. and sit on a beach. Listen, see, that's that Jordan hate, man. This that, that, has that, nothing that, to do you know, with Mike. No, damn well, ain't no Chicago Bulls Yo, teams. Th- see, this is the problem. All you LeBron fans, as soon as we start criticizing him, oh, Mike, 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 Mike. He's a quitter. No, that, he no that's what y'all said. Because then, and then, as soon as you got a Jordan fan back down, what they say? But we 6-0 in the finals. Okay, that's I cool. never said that. I don't I don't use that excuse. I hate that excuse. Well, that's what a lot of, well, well, let me apologize, but that's what a lot of Jordan, but we 6-0. You, you Jordan fans, Jordan would not be able to take a, would not be able to win against his um, Golden State team. Hell no. You're right, and neither has LeBron James. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. One time. When, when he, after he got Draymond kicked out, after he snitched, oh, he told. He and ran then, to the then, league. And then, and then, okay, Pav, here we go. Check this out, right? I'm, I'm, I'm about to end this right here. What did the Golden State Warriors do to the next year, Pav? Please, could you answer this, please? They added the best score in the league. Thank you. Okay. And guess what? Um, wait, wait, wait. What did LeBron do? And LeBron texts KD this summer and said, Please don't opt back then. Come play with me in L.A. Yeah, please. please don't go there. He did it. He did nah, it. I need to Your see man's... That. Oh, I'll show you the article. Your man's please. text no, him. No, no. I said, please. I don't want an article. I need to see my God some text. Your, your man said, please don't go there. Please. I can't matter. beat them. Then said, well, next year, won't you come play with me in L.A.? Oh, man, this guy. Man. This guy hates And then tried to get Kawhi. This guy hates This man is scared. All right, we're gonna move on. We'll move on because this turned into LeBron radio. Yes, Pat, you always on LeBron. Tell me about this Canelo GG fight that everybody's calling a, a, a all time great. I, I loved 
every second of the fight. I'm one of the guys that felt that Canelo did win. I think that people got to look at what they're what they're judging. These judges are judging the aggressor. If you're backing up jabbing, they're going to go against that if you're the guy aggressive, pushing forward, connecting. Canelo landed the cleanest shots. He was pushing forward. Triple G asked for a Mexican-style fight. Fellas, that was the most Mexican-style fight you'll ever see because these guys were going at it, met in the middle of the ring. There was no dull action at all. Um, it's funny because if you look at the, the scorecards, it was 114-114 draw, and then the remaining two judges called it 115-113, but people called it a robbery. That's a close fight. Any, uh-huh. Anybody who knows how to do math, that's a cl- it was a close fight. So they, they gave the edge to the guy who was the more aggressive, which makes complete sense. Mm. And um, I loved it. It was great. We'll never see nothing like that from Floyd or anybody of that like. And hopefully they do a, a number three. But I, another thing I, I just said, I showed that fight to my son. I said, that fight took life or years off the lives of those men. That's the type of fight it was. Because these guys wouldn't back down. None of them stumbled much. And all them head shots and body shots was, it was hard to watch at some points. But it was a great, great, great fight. Great fight. So, what did you think about the fight? Um, I didn't get to see the fight, so I'm not gonna sit here and lie like I knew what I'm talking about. But I will tell you what, though, you know, by from what everybody was reporting to me and what you know what Pat was saying, like I think that again, boxing you got to be aggressive, and I think that a lot of these amateur um, boxing aficionados they think that they know what they're talking about, but they don't. So that's why I don't talk with boxing with a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about. Um, again, it's about that aggression and, and it's about the points and people want to see knockouts. Like you're not going to see knockouts all the time. So, you know, that's, that's what I think, man. All right. Well, you know, I didn't get to see the fight. I'm, I'm glad it was exciting as people said it was. Um, not the biggest boxing fan in the world. I'm a huge MMA fan. It's my favorite sport. So I kind of, everybody likes a, a firefight. Everybody likes, you know, seeing those knockdowns and dudes knockout drag out with me. I love a defensive fight. I actually am a Floyd fan because mm. I think it's a genius. He's enabled himself to fight as long as he has, take the the least amount of uh, punishment. Punishment. He he reminds me of GSP. He's risk averse. He's going to fight his fight. You're going to fight his fight, and he's going to take the most uh, minimum amount of damage possible. But with that said, I'm going to try to make sure that I'm there for this third fight because um, I think and it, it, boxing is is event business. And I think the UFC has finally figured out they need to be an event business. So that's why you see some of the matchups you're seeing lately. But I'm excited for it. I'm really excited. Um, I don't know too much about Triple G. I, I followed Canelo's career. I remember when he got a, his, one of the, the first uh, promotions I saw in Dick's. And I'm like, wow, they're putting boxers in advertisements again. That's sort of I thought that was pretty big. Pat, is there anything else in boxing that you're looking forward to? Um. Boxing's funny, man. You know, it's because it's, it's it has been getting a black eye for as far as the judging, and um, a lot of the major stars. You know, I was a big Manny Pacquiao fan. I, I am kind of I am one of those few black guys that's anti Floyd because I look forward to entertainment and you I want a war. I, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, war entertainment. Yeah, because I, I I grew up off my favorite fighter growing up. Me and my father was Evander Holyfield, all heart, what? all heart. Yeah, Evander. The fights he had with Riddick Bow, George Foreman. I mean, classic fights that, like... His son is a beast at Georgia, by the way, too. Come again? I said his son is a beast uh, running back at Georgia, by the way. Oh, Evander? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, Pat, me ask a question. Do you feel like with like Anthony Joshua, Dante Wilder, this Canelo fight, do you feel like uh, what's there's, there's another guy? He seems like a Conor McGregor type dude, a little flashy, uh, a lighter weight fighter. I don't know his name. I can't remember. If I saw him on ESPN. Do you feel like boxing's going in a good direction? Well, Lomachenko. See, is, yeah, on. Lomachenko. Um, Lomachenko is cool, but uh, I feel I feel like he he been t- he kind of ducking Pacquiao. But the thing like Anthony Joshua, he's been ducking Deontay Wilder, possibly for good reason because you know Wilder probably would whoop him. So and anybody, if you if you guys look into it, Wilder has gone to his country, offered him money to fight him. Wow. Anthony Joshua will not fight that man at no cost. He said it's bad for his career. He said that he's he's not. Yo, but yo, but it's like but. You know, but he's not like a technical. Like Wilder is not like a technical fighter. Like I think if you get a good trainer, then you could beat this guy. Like you know, he swings you know crazy sometimes. Like I think he can be beat. He's not like when you look at Tyson. Like yo, this guy's he got it. Like he his defense is okay. Um, his knockout power is good. It's okay. Like it's pretty good. He doesn't wow me. There's no. I mean, listen, he's good. But I mean, if you if you get a real if you get a really good trainer, I think that you can beat the guy. The, That's just how. the X factor in boxing is that knockout. And there's nobody in the game right now that has that X factor as much as Deontay. He's not technical. Actually, he's very sloppy, if you want to be honest. Yes. But if you look at his last few fights, even the times he's been in trouble, he has shown he has a chin to not get knocked out. But he's landed that good overhand right that's put grown men on their knees, fellas. True. And, and True. Joshua knows it. Joshua, he had that one good fight against... uh. uh um, Vladimir Klitschko, Klitschko, Vladimir is God bless him, but he, he was on his way out. He's a, he's an older fighter, at least almost twenty years younger. I mean, older than um, Anthea Joshua. Good fight, you know. He's one of the few guys to put him on his butt. But Joshua knows he wants no problems with uh, Anthea Deontay, and that to me that bothers me about the sport. Whereas UFC, I think they do a better job of trying to put the best against each other, but they fizzle out quicker. The, the best never maintain the best that long in UFC because. They usually it's, get beat. It's a brutal sport, man. It is. It's brutal. It is. It's brutal. But it's hard. That's why I respect guys who remain at the top longer. You know the the Silvers and the GSPs and so forth. But they're, I feel like their drop is is dramatic. Once they lose, like it's it's, it's pretty bad. That's why uh, watching my my favorite fighter right now UFC is TJ Dillashaw. That's my guy. That's I, I, I'm actually looking forward to try to make it to one of his next fights if it's not too far from us. But watching him put a whooping on the past couple of guys, I, I I I pay that price every time. You know it's crazy, and I feel like Demetrius Johnson should have got so much more publicity than he did. Think about how long he held on to that title. He fought everybody. He didn't turn down anybody down. The only fight he turned down was moving up for Dillashaw. And I liked his, his reason. He said, "Yo, I need to clear out my division. I want to be the undisputed king of my division." I respect that. And he, the UFC just would not promote him the way they should have. I think it was it because I read somewhere that because his weight class wasn't too popular. Is that that is that it's the light? It's, it's hard. I've noticed it's harder for them to market anything under 145, even with, with the women they have trouble. But the dude just went in and beat everybody, and it took Henry Cejudo a second chance to, to beat this guy. And he had like, I think. Demetrius Johnson had something torn and still went five rounds, and it was a close. It wasn't like Cejudo came in and beat him. It went all five rounds, and some people even said Johnson won the fight. Yeah, that was a close fight. That, that, yeah. that, went, that went the whole fight, the whole distance. I watched that fight as well. 
Um, I like that fight. And uh, again, he was the aggressor, you know, but also Demetrius is a slight tad bit older. But yeah, I think a lot got to do with that with that weight class. Yeah. But, uh, this Connor fight, fellas, man. I, I, it's gonna Hold be- up now, now. Let's table that because we're running long. Gotcha. But I definitely want to table that for next time. Um, Because I'm off this weekend. Pav, you free this weekend? Yes, sir. Mr. So, are you free this weekend? I'm free this weekend. So let's try to, if we could, just get a, a third episode up this this weekend. Let's move on to our picks and, and head on out. All right, cool. So, who you got this week? Um, who? This is a pretty tough one. We we don't have a lot going on, but uh, I mean that that I'm interested in. But uh, my 49ers and the Chargers. I mean, uh, not Chargers. Yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. It's gonna be a close scoring game. You're picking against your team. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a realist, bro. Our our secondary suspect right now. Secondary okay. suspect. Um uh, and then the uh, another game that I, I would like to see uh is the Steelers and the Buccaneers. Are the Buccaneers really who they say they are, or are the uh Steelers as bad as we think they can be? So I got the Steelers on that one Monday night. All right, Mr. Pav. Um I'll be a liar to say I won't be paying attention to the Dallas Cowboys game. I That's do true. think that they're going to whoop on the, the Seattle Seahawks some some series. They, their front seven is pretty good. Oof. Scary. It is. I, I actually I, I paid a lot of attention to it. Um, and Their back end isn't as bad as it used to be. Uh, if you guys caught that Giants game, you know, it got to be coaching. Now, this, I got to say, is a little different with, with the co- coaching and defensive schemes and defense, how things work are paramount. And I forgot the name of that DB coach they got from Seattle. He's changed their whole secondary scheme to the point where they they took away what Odell Beckham does best. And they played him for the long ball and gave him everything under underneath. He didn't have much to, to offer to the game. You know, so Cowboys are looking pretty good, fellas. I, I you know, I, I know, I know what you guys are gonna think, but I'm just, you know, just right, watching man, for, man. as a fan. I feel like you're looking at old pictures of you and your ex. <laughs> Is it my turn? <laughs> looking good, but they, if you look at what I'm saying compared to how horrible the Seattle Seahawks offensive line, I actually felt bad for Russell Wilson, man. On I Monday. did. Really? Yeah. Go read the art. I'm gonna say the article about how they pretty much he tore that team up. Okay, okay. There's politics behind it, yeah. But just looking at that man run for his life every down, it, it, you know, granted, and much respect to the the Bears defense, which is looking amazing. Two first round picks. I'm I'm of the mindset. It was worth it, fellas. Oh yes, it was. But I would have never. Um, you could you did have to give me five. But if you look at how much that man changes, and that's what I'm saying, you would have had to give me five first round picks for him. Yeah, I oh, agree. oh, you mean if you were okay, okay. If okay, I was Oakland, you would have to give me five. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, definitely. I, I, there's some guys who felt that the price tag was too much, but I tell people certain players you can't get a Khalil Mack. Every, no. you expect I'm gonna get a second rounder, I'm gonna get a third rounder, and I, I'm gonna get a Khalil Mack. It doesn't work like that. That did he go before Clowney? Did Clowney go before him? Clowney went before him for sure. Yes. yes That's you like the Giants him. giving up Lawrence Taylor back in the day. That's what that will be like. I just want to and see. I think they we're going to look back at it, and you're right. That's exactly how it's going to be viewed. The man changes the game. He's making John Gruden look horrible, and I love it. We need a pass rush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat, what's now your we, second game? 
second game I got, fellas, is the um. I'd say I'm sorry. I gotta say that I'm, I'm I'm on that Fitzpatrick bandwagon, fellas. I I think he's gonna light up that Pittsburgh defense. Something serious. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and him have a connection, mm-hmm. and it's pretty simple. If they got one coverage and no safety help, throw that ball up. I don't think it's that hard to figure it out. That ball is fast, and if you got a quarterback that could reach that reach that man, they started the game with a simple post fly route on Philly last week, and it was it's, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's crazy and that I, he's this old and he can still run fast. And it's crazy that they still got Mike Evans, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I, I think they're going to light them boys up, to be honest with you. So I got the Bucks. I got the Cowboys winning. There we go. All right, so my first game, Giants-Texans. I am looking for the Giants to lose another game. I hope <laughs> they lose another game so that – Giants fans can keep. Also, oh, see, I listen to WFAN a lot. Uh, if you're in the Connecticut, New York, New Jersey area, on AM is 660, and on FM is 101.9. And I love hearing Giants fans call up. And before that, oh yeah, we got Saquon. First off, you don't take a running back number two in 2018. And now I'm looking for them to lose another game so they can sit there and be like, why didn't we take Darnold? Um, Mister Mister Benjamin, if you out listening, call me up. We got to talk. <laughs> and I'm hoping that the Packers lose. Really? I'm, I'm predicting that they're going to lose because this knee situation has me really concerned, and I need them to sit Aaron Rodgers down. Mm. So I'm going Redskins over Packers, Texans over Giants. Mm. And I, so those are our picks for week three. Mr. Pav, where can the people find you online? Pavolution21 at Twitter. And, uh, again, uh, if you get a chance, delete after send podcast, relationship convos. Definitely going strong. Mr. Sutton? Don't shoot the messenger podcast on Facebook Live, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, every Saturday. You can also find me on Real DSTM1 Twitter, Real DSTM on Instagram. And also, if you um, even if you don't live in the Connecticut area, 943WYBC.com. I'll be up there Monday mornings between 7 to 8 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. Beautiful, beautiful. You can find me at 443 Radio on Twitter, 443 Radio Instagram, 443 Radio on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Have a good rest of the week.